singing that song all week, man. I've been stuck in my head all week long. Good evening. Yeah, I've already said hey to you once, but I'll say hey to you again. It's good to see you all this evening. Uh, Roy, I was thinking, man, I, playing that song, I was just thinking about Sunday service, and uh, if you weren't here for Sunday service, you missed out. Let me tell you something, man. It was, uh, it was a refreshing... Uh, refilling and uh, re-energizing service the pastor had. And I told him, I think it was Monday, he said, I don't want to follow after you. <laughs> I, yeah, I said, man, there's just something about 20-some years of spending with the Holy Ghost that just kind of wears off on you. You know what I mean? You, he, he, he just he saturates with the Holy Spirit. And, and uh what you see and what we get on Sunday mornings is really kind of what's overflowing out of him. You know, that's not a Sunday experience for him. That's a that's a seven day a week, three hundred sixty five days a year, twenty four hours a day experience. That um, not just him, but it's what we should all be doing. Um, and 
you know, this week I've heard some comments, and I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm getting way, way off track, but I, I've heard some comments about uh, the service, good and bad, and everything. But let me tell you, I, here's the problem that I have: is that most churches have sold out the conviction of the gospel for the convenience of the seats, and that's you know, and that's where I. I don't ever care about the numbers sitting in the seats out here. That's not where my focus will ever be at, is how many people we can get into a building. Uh, let that be up to God who gets convicted to come in. But, but what, what I am concerned about is once you get in the seat, what is it that you're getting while you're here? Because once you come in, now we're under a different responsibility as Christians. We're, it's one thing when we're out in the world and we're just kind of walking the walk of a Christian and people see that in our lives. But it's a totally different thing when they come under and sit under your teaching with it. So they see our lifestyle and how we live. It ought to be a testimony in and of itself. But if you start sharing the gospel with them, you need to make sure that it's the true gospel. And so what's happened is, is almost like a pendulum swing. We've seen things go from way up here to way over here. So we went from all fire and damnation, preacher, remember that, where you're going to burn in hell no matter what you do, to, oh, everything's okay, you ain't got to worry about it. But the truth is, is that the gospel is supposed to convict you here and then bring you over here, right? Because you learn about you're not in condemnation for your past, but then you're supposed to settle back in here because your love of the Lord is supposed to be so great that you want to walk a righteous life. So... I don't care if you get offended. And that's just the truth. I, I really don't. I mean, I, but don't get me wrong. I don't say that in hateful condemnation terms. What I'm saying that is, is in love. Look, don't, don't call a duck a goat. A duck is a duck. A goat is a goat. Don't try to convince a goat that it can swim like a duck can. That, it just, it ain't gonna do that. We need to call sin, sin. We need to call right, right, wrong, wrong. And we need to do it in love. Because we're not there to condemn them. We're there to convict them. We want them to get something from us that the Holy Spirit could then use for them to say, I need a Savior. I need a change of heart. I need to, to be able to, to come to a place that I've never been before. But so often we either shut our mouths because when we open our mouths, now we hold ourselves to a level of accountability that we weren't at before. I'm, I'm going to step on your toes tonight. Listen to me. I'll tell people all the time, if Christians would spend more time with God, he wouldn't have to put uh, more time with God that stepped on your toes. He wouldn't have to put preachers in your path to step on them as much. If you would spend more time letting God convict you of something and deal with it with God, you wouldn't have to come in and hear a preacher say something that you go, man, he's talking to me. And that's the truth. Now, I'm, I know we got all the fanatics in here tonight. Now, we got I'm not preaching to everybody, including myself. But, you know, we, we need to, to understand that when we get to that level of responsibility, we need to open our mouths for that. And love. My children, man, it's a prime example. My kids do something wrong. I want them to know better. I don't beat them up. You know what I'm saying? I don't take, I don't take my, my boy Alex. <laughs> prime example, man, he, he's doing homework tonight. I'm not even, this ain't even close to what I was supposed to be treat, teaching on. Uh, but I took Alex to, doing his homework with him uh, tonight. And I'm sitting there at the table, man, and, and they got computers and all kind of crazy stuff that they do. And he's sitting there, he's going through this, and I'm watching. He's supposed to read the paragraph and then answer the questions out of the paragraph. Do I remember that from a kid? 
or reading comprehension, I think is what they call it. I'm not very good at that stuff. But anyway, he's sitting there and he's reading this. Well, this little joker has figured out how to do that control find thing where he can search word search in all of his work. So he starts answering these questions. He's just taking hot topic words. Uh, let's see here. Revolution. Oh, and then he'll read around that. Oh, the answer right there. Go to the next one. I'm sitting there watching this guy. And I said, hold up now. You can't be doing that. No, no, no. I see what, no, no, sir. You're going to do it the right way. That's wrong. You know it's wrong. Do it right. Now, look, I said it to him in love. And correction, because you know why? Because I don't want him to go through life thinking that there's a cheat sheet for every encounter that he comes across. Right? It's the same thing with us. We say, hey, man, you can't be doing that. If you do that, these are the consequences of it. Hold up now. You know you're not supposed to be shacked up with so-and-so. You know that ain't right. You know that you're not supposed to be out here, you know. Well, I'll just keep my mouth shut. But we should be able to talk. And you know what the problem is? Is sometimes I'm talking to Christians. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking to Christians just as much as I'm talking to non-believers. Because we ought to love each other enough to come up and say, Mike, that ain't right. Now I love you. You know that ain't right. How you did that? Man, I love you. You shouldn't have done that, man. You know, however, it should be, it should be, the Bible tells us that we should confide in each other with like that. We should exhort each other up so that we don't stumble and fall. We gotta have a level of accountability. Everybody should have an accountability partner. You ever heard of those things when you're going through the diet? Don't laugh. I didn't say I was successful, I just said I went through one. You go through the diet thing, right? You gotta have an accountability workout partner, your exercise partner. Yeah, mine was on the TV. You know, I could, I could mute that. I could, I could turn that one off, but you're supposed to have an accountability partner in life. And it's, it's supposed to be us in the church. And that's what we should be doing with each other. But we should be calling a duck a duck and a goat a goat. And if, if, if it offends you, it's okay. Here's what I'm telling you. Be correctable. <laughs> be, me too. Yeah, I mean, I love the Lord. That means I love him when he's blessing me, and I love him when he's chastising me. Now you go, huh? Yes. The Lord tells me, Mike, you did that wrong. Yes, Lord. I don't want to do that anymore, God. Show me how. Teach me how. And nine times out of ten, you know what he does? He sends somebody else in my life and in my path that shows me how to do something. Really. I'm struggling in an area. All of a sudden, I see an opportunity to, to do something in that area. Anyway, that's how we should be with each other. That way completely off topic. And I, but, but I'm telling you, that is where we have failed as a church. And so last Sunday, what we saw was an example of when the pastor, even though he preached a powerful message, can you regurgitate, can you recite every word he said? I can't. And, and I listen pretty intently. I can't, I can't do that. But let me tell you what I do remember. I remember the signs and wonders. I mean, I remember the conviction of the Holy Ghost that was in here. I remember me being up top and putting my head down in my hand, saying, Lord, you're talking to me right there. All right, God. You know, sometimes I got to go to my prayer room, get in my closet, shut the door, get on, get to the altar and repent. Y'all looking at me like I ain't having, that happens every day. And if it ain't happening to you, you might want to take some notes. 
You need to be at the foot of the throne saying, Lord, purge it out of me. If it ain't supposed to be in there, purge it out of me. And it ain't just for me. God, it's because I want to show the love of Christ to others. Now, if you can't show the love of Christ to others if you don't love them. And you can't love someone else if you're full of self-love. You can't, you can't put your pride in front of God's provisions. You do that, they ain't that, you block them, you stop them. The promises. You can't put your pride in front of God's promises. Your pride will stop that. I'm talking from experience. I know this. You humble yourself before the Lord. It's the reason why I said that before God. And God will, and if you really are teachable, if you're really correctable, God will correct you for that. I will tell you one time I was driving to work, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even gonna get to where I was going. Oh well. Um, I was driving to work one morning. I shared this with Billy. I don't know if I've ever shared this with y'all, but, um, I'm driving down and it was about five o'clock in the morning. I'm on the interstate and I had the uh, same place where I had my first true encounter with God. I mean, like y'all know that after it happens, like that six months of you just can't, woo, hey, you know, you're on fire. Everything's the Holy Ghost. Everywhere you go, you see in there. Remember that? Uh, I mean, that's, that's the way it had happened. I remember coming up here on a Wednesday night, man. On Wednesday night, I prayed. I was going down to see my grandmother. Remember? Some of y'all remember that story. But anyway, around that same time, I'm driving down to work in that same stretch of road. And, and I'm always asking the Lord, even then, God, I didn't like who I was. I wanted to be somebody different. So God, teach me to be somebody different. And all of a sudden, I get this, I get this vision in my head now. I, I'm not, uh, wait, look, I got a movie screen in my head. So I, I just I see things play out in my head, like if it was on a big screen movie. I don't know if that happens to anybody else, but it happens to me. I, I don't know. Uh, so some people say it's a daydreamer. I don't think it's a daydreamer, but I, that's the way I see things happen all the time. But anyway, so I'm driving down and on this movie screen, man. I'm driving in my car, and then all of a sudden I, I, I come out of my car, and I'm looking down at my car, and my car is traveling with the others down the interstate. But I can see just a few cars around me, and then from there it goes up a little bit higher. And then I, I look down and I see the interstate, but I see a long stretch of interstate, and I see a whole bunch of cars flowing with me. And then from there it gets up even higher. Now I can see this, the whole city of Nashville, right? Now the whole city of Nashville, I see the intricate roadways, and I see my little car down there, and it's getting smaller. And then from there it goes up, and I can see the state. Amanda, I see all the cities and everything else, and I can feel like a little tiny green sand. Right along that thing. And then from there I go all the way up and I'm like in outer space and I'm looking down, almost like it's a commercial. And I'm looking down the earth and I can't even see myself. I'm so small. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, now see, I could do great things. I can do great things through you. This is how humble you need to be. You are like an ant. Now, and everybody, what? Huh? God told me, he said, you're like an ant. But let me tell you something about an ant. An ant is small, but can lift something like 60 times its weight. And ants can, can go and build massive structures. Ants are incredible creatures. One small, little, tiny ant. And it was the most humbling experience I had ever had up to that point. That I realized that I'm nothing more than an ant. But that in God's plan, this ant can build an ant mound. Right? Each one of us can. That's what God can do for all of us. But we gotta be teachable. And we gotta be correctable. And as long as we're doing that, 
God, God, God will bless this church, man. We'll see, we'll see more and more and more and more of those types of services. The more that we come in hungry, the more that we come in realizing that we ain't got it all. We ain't there yet. It, it, even Paul <laughs> knew he didn't have it all. And he, and, and he, he had a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot. But even Paul didn't have it all. And when we come in like that, we'll be the exact same way. So I'm just going to wrap it up with this. And I, what, I, what I was going to talk about is where's your heart at? So this is what I will tell you. As I was thinking, and I was, I was, I'm meditating on the word, and I was thinking, I'm the woman with the issue of blood. She, she, 12 years, and she ran through. And if you read that that chapters there, um, you, you realize there was a great multitude. That was with Jesus. They were following him everywhere. And here's this woman, right? Who ain't even supposed to be out in public. We know, we know a lot of it, we know what she was supposed to be doing, right? But multitudes around him. And here's what she thought. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And for the longest time, I thought of that like a selfish statement. Like she just wanted to get healed. So if she could just get what she wanted, she'd get close enough to God, she could just get healed. But that really wasn't it. She recognized who he was. And she thought to herself, after knowing what he was capable of, if I could just get close enough, if I could just get to the hem of his garment, if I could just push through enough people that I could get there, God will meet everything. And that's the same with us. Her heart was pure. Her intentions were pure. So when I'm telling you to walk out and speak the truth, as you stepping on people's toes, just make sure that our heart is right. We're doing it for the right reason. Not because we're flexing. Not because we memorize Bible verses. I'm not that good at it. <laughs> not because we know more than somebody else but because we love each other and our hearts and our motives are right. And if that's the case, man, you'll see things happen around you that will blow your mind. People come to Christ that you never thought in a million years would get saved, that you become an example that people will call 500 miles away and say, I got still going to church because <laughs> you're a walking testimony. So just make sure this week, my challenge to you then, my challenge for this week, is to see how close can you push to God? How close can you push in to get to that hem of a garment, to the master, and then be able to, to share what he's done in your life with others? Anyway, I hope you got something out of it. I'm sorry it wasn't a traditional Bible study with you. Um, I do want to share with you. Did you have something you wanted to say, brother? Man, man, I, brother Ron, I love brother I listen, man, I used to love when we were teaching uh, Sunday school, he, he, boy, he would just, man, he knew some stuff. Uh, look, uh, before we go, though, hold on, Rick, don't stop that yet, because I want us to pray.